Hello all, welcome to the Lunar Sea Spire Cartoon Fan Podcast. This is episode 402, and today we'll be talking about Toad Tax and Prison Break from Amphibia. I'm GC13. And I'm David. Both of our, uh, <laughs> I guess I'll use the word protagonists, decided to join the bad guys for a pair of episodes with, uh, with differing results. Amphibia actually pairs their episodes thematically in quite a few cases, and I like that that subtly happens here with Anne, you know, trying to get a taste of respect from the town and finding out that uh, she can do it in a really badass way, whereas Sasha also pulls off some badassery, but uh, is ambiguously, or perhaps not ambiguously, turning to the dark side. <laughs> it's uh, it's great. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, this This episode actually made me fear for for Grimes because even before she said oh, I'll find you girls but first we're going to have some fun with this place even before then she was making that like I'm going to betray you face <laughs> which is so sad because you can already tell that Grimes is so excited to have a partner to have someone he actually views as competent like the moment that he trades in his mind thinking of her as merely you know a creature who is a prisoner to a creature who's going to help him defend the tower, right? And, you know, he's so disappointed when she runs away, but of course she comes back with a barrel. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, smacks the giant heron. Now, if she, had, if she had come back with a folding chair, I think that would have been perfect, but I guess the wrestling episode <laughs> will have to wait until a later season. Meanwhile, though, she can actually, like, pick up a, a giant bucket of slime, so good for her that cheerleading is... is paid off extremely well to let her you know be second in command of an army we all know sasha is at the top of the pyramid but that doesn't mean she doesn't have the strength to be on the bottom if that's what it takes <laughs> she i i like her uh leadership style being revealed where she you know it's is it's so true darkly manipulative it's so true <laughs> i mean it's funny because i i feel like we haven't really gotten this archetype done so well in a cartoon before where she's so um she she really gets you to believe in her and to love her right like she doesn't she's not your typical mean girl who's actually mean right like she's so much worse than that <laughs> which we already kind of knew from seeing yeah the backstory of the box a bit but you know now it's made so much more real and it's it's funny how we've already watched Anne grow and you know make the town love her although you know it it's kind of actually weird that people are still calling her scarecrow at the start of you know this last one but uh whatever i mean i've never heard them call her that before it must be a pretty new one no. outside of episode one it never really felt like the town was against her but whatever I, they they could have done a little bit better with carrying that line a bit you know through each episode but Fine, the frogs are fickle, but they're back on her side for, for good, probably. But it's just nice that, you know, she had that progression, whereas Sasha has apparently, the whole time she's been in jail, just been getting guards to <laughs> escape, and she's kind of always been in control of her situation. Yeah, and I, I, those three toads that they sent to Wartwood, though, were they like the three competent guys they had, or what? <laughs> Like those guys, I, it were seems like it way different than who they had back at the tower. Yeah, I think they sent their actual muscle, intimidating muscle, to the tower. 
because there wasn't a single toad outside of Grimes at that tower that uh that uh, felt fitting for a you know supposed threatening army lurking over Wartwood. I mean, if you want to imagine medieval nobility as a kind of mafia, they did a great job with them in Toad Tax. <laughs> yeah, I keep not giving Toad Tax the respect it deserves because I'm so focused on the Sasha episode. But yeah, I, uh, I, I think they did great that they, you know, brought in Anne with the stupidest premise <laughs> that that, you know, she could wear a badge and get respect from people. But she, of course, immediately I, I like that she in no way is is fooled by their act and immediately is very uncomfortable by what's going on and returns items to everybody. I'm a little surprised that everyone in the town is OK with her giving back items like they all seem thankful instead of being kind of mad that she's with them in the first place. Because they know what happens. They know this is this is not the Anne show. This is the tower show. Yeah. But it, it is funny that it is as simple as the mayor keeping all the money. I can't believe how easy this guy gets off. Like, he just kind of runs away. But we'll, we'll see, you know, how the town manages to govern themselves again. They don't run him out of town on a rail? I mean, yeah, it's, it's actually funny how little attention they give to him. It's like, they're just like, scram! I hope they made him scram far enough. <laughs> because he's a real nuisance. No more cricket nuggets for him. Psh. Yeah, isn't that sweet that Anne loves the cricket? Or what kind of jerky? Pillbug pancakes or beetle jerky? Beetle jerky. That's sweet. Well, only one month in. I don't know if a month in I'd be con- totally convinced of of loving the random large eh. insect food. I mean, I guess it's uh, if you're an adventurous sort. Anne doesn't seem to be one. Maybe she's just a hungry sort. She is a growing girl. <laughs> yeah, but. Man, I, I loved the the outfit they got her, not just the badge, but the harness for her sword as well, which they were annoyingly, I didn't break it down this time, but they were very annoying on, uh, like, the sword just disappears off of her for a shot or two before, oh, wait, no, I had the sword with me the whole time. I mean, she also miraculously carries a tennis racket on her. Yeah, it was a... Uh, no matter the angle. <laughs> I mean, I, I can understand when uh, Stumpy can manage that big tough guy but i don't know how Anne managed uh, no yeah she she just has hammer space sometimes it's not the only time she's pulled her tennis racket out of no what nowhere i think that's okay it's a it's a weapon befitting a warrior yeah i mean she's already dual wields like i it's weird she didn't i thought for a moment when she was holding the tennis racket and sword she was just gonna like toss down the sword and you know do double hands <laughs> uh. on the racket like, that felt thematically appropriate, but no, she just went for it. <laughs> that would be if she were going to win. Yeah, I like that she, I mean, they uh, they do give you the sense that these guys are seriously tough. They're not going to follow cartoon rules. They're going to rough up, you know, the, the kid main character. I mean, Anne gets whacked with, like, an actual spiky mace. That's <laughs> That's not cool. Yeah, I don't know. She She did pretty good after that hit. Yeah, just scratch. Major props to her. She can't just dish it out. She can take it. But uh, so we we found out what the grift was for Toadstool. He just wanted to get all of the money that they had before tax time. Yeah, which is... (laughs) He was just going to store it in the middle of the town, though? Like, doesn't he want to use it to spend it? But I guess 
Maybe he would hide it during the tax collection and then retrieve it later. Presumably, he doesn't just want a cash pile forever. I don't know. That that seems like the starting of a money bin for him. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't think his life is going to be changing much, even after he got caught. Oh man, really? <laughs> I, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, he is a he is a toad. He did pardon himself, so yeah, he is pardoned. <laughs> As if the local, I mean, I don't think they even have a judicial system in that town, so I think he's good. Yep, who judges the judge? I, I, I wondered why the the toads were like, oh, we'll be back. You know, like threatening Anne. It's like, well, technically they found the, the actual thief. So like, why are they threatening her? Because she stood up to them yep. when she shouldn't have, right? Like, they have authority and they want it to be respected. That's exactly what I was thinking of. That the only reason they can be mad is because someone stood up to them, even if she was completely right to stand up to them. Because she didn't stand up yep. to them for anyone except for the one family she knew for a fact <laughs> paid their taxes. Which, you know, they're like, oh yeah, Anne, you'll have some great insider knowledge here that'll really help us, but they only want a certain kind of insider knowledge. Where do they hide their valuables? That's all they want to know. Yeah, it is It is uh, a nice, you know, detail that Anne does try to, you know, not take for granted that, you know, perhaps everyone didn't pay their taxes, but she doesn't just defend the planters out of, you know, familial tribal love. Like, she legitimately was tortured by Hop <laughs> to sit there through all of his taxes as he gleefully explained them. So I thought that was a wonderful flashback. You're a deductible! <laughs> I can't believe they even have deductibles given the, you know, yeah, brutal way they come to collect. It's a very modern form of tax system for a very medieval form of tax collection. Well, as you'll see, their civilization, you know, might have been around long enough to, to you know, introduce things like deductibles into taxes. So maybe I want to find out when the toads took over. When did this happen? Lots of questions. Oh, did you did you like only getting a little bit more unfurled of a map from Sprig as he showed off Toad Tower? Oh yes, but you yes. just wanted him to open it more. <laughs> that was very now. It's it's just a little tower. It's not even a castle. It's just a keep. It's so small. That's right. You got to have humbler beginnings for Sasha, right? Can't start off in the biggest bads, you know, castle. Yep. I'll conquer the smaller bads, and then I'll use the smaller bads to conquer <laughs> the bigger bads. Man, she should make a get a suit of armor done up for Anne. That'd look pretty rad. Ooh! <laughs> conquistador outfits for the three of them. Make it so. Yeah, I'm wondering, uh, now I start thinking in my head about how, uh, if there's what kind of parallels there are to draw between Sasha's journey and Katra's from hmm. Shira and the Princesses of Power. We might be able to talk about that more as time goes on. They're very different people. Well, that's like what she was trying to do in season five, because it's like, well, I already did it, so I'm just going to do it again. No, um, actually, Big Brother is a little bit more competent and also not sickly, so. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. I mean, Katra struggled a lot. Sasha, episode one, is in control pretty of the easily able to get what she wants. Yeah. Yeah, he should have just let her run out into the wilderness to die. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty confident that that would have been the play. She wants to go out where she's not your problem anymore. Let her not be your problem. 
It's good that he doesn't, uh, he, he has a little bit of the upper hand still, right? He knows the world. He knows things going on. I mean, Sasha is a eighth grade child. I mean, <laughs> so. technically she's actually a high school student. They just uh, nudged her age down a little bit for Disney, but th- they don't have cheerleading in middle school nowadays, do they? Uh, yeah, actually, I, I think they start them young. That's like, you know, you can play football in sixth grade. I too. don't know anything. But I think, like, at that age, you're literally doing it for competition. I don't even know if they do it at sporting events. But actually, that's probably most cheerleading now is probably more focused on competitions than just being, like, you know. Gotta bring back (laughs) trophies. Only the band. (laughs) The pet band is more the losers that have to show up to every game, right? (laughs) I was in that crowd. (laughs) It's like, all right, get to sit down with my euphonium and be at another basketball game, right? We We didn't go and do any cool you know, competitions for pet bands. Although I think they exist, but oh well. Now, if only they had had a spot for a theremin player. (laughs) Wait, are you? No, Hmm. never. But it would be, it would totally be my (laughs) instrument. Nice. It, uh, you remember Summer Camp Island, the, uh, the unicorn training episode? Up there's my weird team. They would have a theme song (laughs) for him written on the theremin. Yeah. But they even have a theremin in the theme song, so maybe it wouldn't be weird in the context of Summer Camp Island. <laughs> Fair enough. So yeah, uh, the status quo has definitely changed in Amphibia, so get ready. <laughs> they wanted us to know that these episodes would hit hard, because this was the first time I did not get to start my Amphibia-ing with the wonderful, wonderful theme song. So That's right. I mean, we, we got some great stuff, but we had to give up something to get that. Yeah, I honestly love that. <laughs> Although nothing was better than Gravity Falls theme song just being straight up sped up <laughs> for the, you know, final sets uh, of episodes. That was enjoyable. Gravity Falls also has a good theme song, and now I can't hear Nowhere Girl without thinking about it. <laughs> not, not a bad curse. Yeah, true, true. So the herons were truly horrific i i can't help but think of the love doves quite similar although much larger this time yeah i mean there's some seriously large beasts in this world that uh it doesn't really matter how tough tough you are like it's a great equalizer so makes you makes you think you'd think they would have like ballistae mounted on the wall if large creatures were a threat you know, something to convince the creatures, you know, this is not the place you want to come to find food, you know? I mean, if you think about the uh, type of guard that was present at the tower and how ill-equipped it really was to deal with these large creatures, I think you'll start to get a picture of, you know, how puny <laughs> this one tower nearby Wartwood is compared to perhaps the uh, you know larger military installation in amphibia i'm just saying under sasha they would have had ballistae <laughs> well we'll we'll see how she you know shapes things up they do got to rebuild let's see do we do we have to do we have to conquer the bad guys one by one or do we just insinuate ourselves into the service of the new dark lord and like <laughs> oh no i'm not gonna replace you you're better than all those guys you know give them compliments people love compliments people love compliments Steven Universe used that pretty well. Well, compliments and then uh, sick burns. <laughs> if I was a hot girl, I wouldn't be talking to you. <laughs> uh, 
man, if we had had more snarky Steven, like pilot Steven, would have been a good time. Unfortunately, he went back in time, so none of it ever happened. Anyway, guys, that's it for us on Toad Tax and Prison Break. Join us next week. Until then, I'm GC13. And I'm David. Uh, Don't forget to leave us a review anywhere you listen to podcasts. Later, everybody. Our opening and closing music is by Mark Soto. For more cartoon-related content, please visit LunarCeasefire.com.